Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney Theme Parks News Podcast. This is episode 31, where we bring you once again another episode of Interview with a Cast Member. I hope everyone had a very enjoyable Christmas. Uh, We had lots of food and lots of family over at our house this year. Uh, It was actually our very first Christmas in our new home, so it was uh, was very exciting. Uh, Not as stressful as I thought it was going to be, but uh, it worked out really well. So... But here we are on another uh, Thursday. Uh, well, the episode comes out on Wednesday, but most people are probably going to listen to this uh, Thursday and on. But uh, but yeah, so here we are with another episode where we will be talking to a previous cast member over in Walt Disney World. And so today we are speaking with Lita, who worked as a vacation planner at her initial Disney College Program internship, and then how she moved on to some other positions, including one that I am very jealous of. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it and begin this week's episode of the Excess Press Podcast. Well, on today's show, we have Lita from Orlando. How are you doing today, Lita? Pretty good. Yeah. Thanks you're. For... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, no, no problem at all. So I was eager to uh, start the conversation. Um, I was going to ask, uh, are, you, are you all ready for Christmas? Is it's coming up. Yeah, a week. I'm ready for a nice break from work. <laughs> oh, I could imagine. And you just finished grad or semester at grad school, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're relieved about that. So. Yes, definitely. How much longer do you have? Uh, two more semesters. Oh, not bad, not bad. Yeah. All right. Well, I wish you, I wish you luck on all of that because it's something I definitely don't want to ever do again. Is go back to school. Yeah. Um, so I, I give you props though because it's got to be, it's got to be hard with a full-time job, I assume. Yes. All right. Cool. Well, are you ready to talk some Disney today? Sure. Cool. All right. Well, I, I usually like to get the background on um, how you were introduced to like the Disney parks. So how did you kind of fall in love with the, the Disney parks? Sure. So are you asking how I was introduced like to the Disney college program or just like to Disney in general? No, just the Disney in general. Like, did you go when you were a kid or um, did you go when maybe when you're a teenager? Yeah, not not. We're not talking about the program just yet. Got it. So I'm like one of the few people that didn't really grow up like 
with like the Disney family, like grew up on Walt. I went to Disney, I think twice as a kid. Um, once for like my dad's company had their convention down here as like a lot of companies do. Um, I went on a cruise ship, like right, I think like in 99, right when like the Disney magic came out. Um, and then I think my family did like one year it was whatever year, like in, right before Animal Kingdom opened. Because I remember we came down and like we got to go in for like the soft opening of Animal Kingdom. Okay. Yeah. Animal um, Kingdom was 98. So it might have been. It must have been 98. So I think okay. I came down like as a kid, maybe in like 96 and then in 98 and 99. Um, but I really like even coming down like the three times, like I didn't really know much about Disney. I wasn't like a huge Disney fanatic in any way. Um, it just pretty much knew what like most like normal non Disney fanatic family children would know about Disney. <laughs> oh, oh, gotcha. Okay. So, so when you were in college, like, how did you hear about the Disney college program? Um, I think that I worked with someone that had done the internship as like an actual like mid college internship. Like she went and did it and then like went back to school um and they advertised pretty heavily um like i think i got emails and they were probably at all of like the career fairs that i went to um it wasn't ever something i like really seriously looked into until my senior year when i was like really seriously looking for jobs um that i got like more serious of looking into it because I, I never really wanted to go away for an entire semester of college um so, but when, once I was actually graduating and looking um, for something after graduation was when I more seriously looked into it. Okay, so you were just like, all right, well, it sounds like the Disney program is something I would want to do. Uh, that seems fun. And so, so, so finally you just applied for it. You're like, screw it, I want to do it. Did, did you apply to di just Disney or did you apply to other places? How did, how did that work? Um, I can't remember, honestly, if I also applied to the Disneyland internship. I truly can't remember. Um, I might have. And I applied for a few other um, positions. I There was definitely one or two positions, like local. Um, I went to school in Delaware. Um, so there was definitely a few positions, like local in Wilmington and like Philly, that I applied for. Um, and there was one or two other type of roles where like, they like move you somewhere across like to a random city give you a job um type of internship where it's, like it has an expiration date type of thing where like they give you a place to live they give you a job they pay you type of a situation um like i graduated in 2010 when the job market wasn't that great um so that was like part of it and i also um when I was getting ready to graduate and most of my friends were wanting to go to New York City or Philly, which was where Delaware happened to um, like heavily recruit for, I quickly realized that I just I didn't want to stay up north. I wanted to go like I wanted to go somewhere. And so programs like the college program like stood out to me because they again, like they put you they give you a place to live. They give you a job where you're, so you're getting a steady paycheck. And it's just like more of an experience. So the combination of like them giving you those, like setting you up for success and the fact that it was 
kind of like a small something with an expiration date. So it didn't feel like it was going to be something super permanent, even though it did kind of turn into something permanent. Um, in combination with the fact that the job market wasn't the greatest. So there weren't like endless options. Um, I think was kind of how I landed on moving to Orlando. Okay. I, it was never something I like grew up thinking I would ever do like moving across. Uh, well, well, I mean, uh, you, it was like a well thought out process and you were just kind of weighing your options of what would be best for you. And it sounded like you just wanted to change. You just wanted to get out of Delaware. And I mean, I don't blame you. So yeah, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. <laughs> uh, uh, cool. All right. So, so you applied for the program and were, were any of the roles, uh, were you attracted to the most? Which ones did you try to apply for? Um, I think I just, I'm trying to remember. I think at the time, in a way, I think I kind of wanted to just like let fate take its course because I was very much like, let me just do this for an experience. Like I was just planning on doing it for seven months and just figured like no matter what, like working for Disney would be a really good experience. I didn't have a hospitality degree. So either way, like it was just going to look good on my resume. And I kind of figured, let me just see like where they think I'll fit. I think I wanted something in a park, um, even though probably working at a resort would have been a good experience. And I ended up working at a resort. Um, I think I wanted a park just because like when else would you get an experience of working in a theme park? Um, and I think I would have, I wanted something that was a little more like something I could use my degree. So something a little bit businessy, if there was anything that I could like kind of learn something from. Um, I think I probably didn't want like food and beverage because yeah. I had a little bit of experience doing that. Okay. But I truly like had no, again, I, I really just didn't know what I was getting myself into and just wanted like an experience, like an internship with other, I, I also like I was post grad and I figured I would probably be placed with a good amount of other like post grad other um, students that like also just graduated. And so I just thought that would be a good experience as well. Um, and I ended up actually getting a really good role um, that I learned a lot from. So, so what'd it, you get? So, um, I was a vacation planner, which I had zero clue what that meant till I moved down here and like went into training. Yeah, I don't um, really know what that means either. I've never heard of a um, Disney planner. College, yeah, someone from the Disney College program doing vacation planning. So, this uh, you've piqued my interest now because uh, yeah. I don't know what so, that entails. <laughs> essentially, like when you walk up to the parks and you see the ticket booths, the people selling tickets in the ticket booths, and like full well at the time, um, also like fulfilling tickets, like will call. Um, selling annual passes, things like that. Kind of, I mean, similar to like guest relations, but we don't we don't handle like guest situations or anything like that. We really just dealt with tickets. Oh, gotcha. Um, okay. That's the vacation planners. Oh, okay. I, I, I guess I never knew the official title of, of that role. Yeah, they really like to confuse you with, with nomenclature. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay, cool. So before we get into that, I want to I wanna know like how was your transition going from Delaware to Orlando. Was it easy for you? Was it tough? Um, so I graduated. Um, this was 2010, like, right? Yeah, I graduated okay. um, in Delaware. We graduated really late. Um, we were, it's like a weird um, schedule. So we graduated like Memorial Day weekend. I went home for like two days. I went to Israel for 10 days. And then I literally went from the airport onto the auto train um, down to Florida and like got off the auto train and checked in. So I was 
And I happened to, I also got kind of sick on the plane back. So oh, I was geez. kind of in like a daze when I arrived in Florida. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Good just way like, to start the, start the internship. Yeah. Just from like graduating and being sick and, I like it was kind of good though like I was in such a, a shock that I don't think it like hit me for like two weeks that like I was in Florida and that things were different and but at the same time like it wasn't like I was just going for a semester like no matter what I was graduating college and everything was going to be different because I was like you know I was going to be moving somewhere and like do like everything was changing regardless so it was just kind of like part of the territory gotcha, um, okay. it was warmer there was a lot of palm trees <laughs> but <laughs> yeah everyone like every single person that was around me was going through the exact same thing yeah no so okay uh, there was like a lot of comfort in that yeah that's always good it was Did... kind of like showing up to college on like freshman year yeah did we were able to bond with your roommates uh easily yeah they put you up in at least most of it's this way. They put you up in housing with, um, I think there's six people to an apartment. So it kind of like forces you into like social. It, it literally is like being a fresh, a college freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know that's what I've heard. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Did, was were any of the roommates, uh, did you work with any of them at all or they just kind of did their own thing? Um, I actually didn't work with any of my roommates. Okay. Some people did, like some people worked with like half of their, like a few of their roommates. Some people didn't work with any, it was kind of random. Um, but I had a few people that I worked with, like a building or two over. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, I had a good, I had a really good crew. Um, a few of which, uh, many of which actually I'm still really close with. So. Oh, awesome. So where, so where were you actually stationed? I was at Magic Kingdom. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Did you, you just stayed at Magic Kingdom? You didn't go to any of the parks at all? Um, we could, once, well, once we were trained, I was in like, my specific role had like a month of, um, classroom training. They like legitimately taught us their sales process. Um, which is why I say it, it actually was really good experience for my resume. Um, but Wait, then... so so the, the training itself before you even went to the parks or before you started working, they you, they gave you a month of training. Yeah. Um, so no matter where you work, everyone goes through the same like just Disney. Like everyone that works, no matter where you're working, goes through the same like two day initial training, and then depending on where you're training or where you're gonna work. Like everyone at the Magic Kingdom then goes through the same like one day Magic Kingdom training. Everyone at Hollywood Studios goes through the same like one day Hollywood Studios training. Everyone else. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that, that park mm-hmm. training. I didn't know about that part. Okay. And then you go into like the training for your area, um, which is like an overall training. And then um, you go into like the individual on the job training. And depending on what the job is, some of them are just literally on the job shadowing and some of them are classroom. Um, so mine was mostly, it was like two or three weeks of classroom training and then, um, like two or three weeks of like job shadowing where I had some, like I had a trainer with me, um, and I did the job and they just like kind of shadowed me to make sure that I was doing everything correctly. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So, so after the training, you're, you're, you're stationed at the front of Magic Kingdom? Where... Yeah. Okay. But I could pick up shifts at other parks. Which I did a few times, but um, I just preferred being at the Magic Kingdom. I don't blame you. It is uh, <laughs> well, actually, 
I was gonna say it is the best park, but I kind of I kind of favor Animal Kingdom now for some reason. I I just love Animal Kingdom. Yeah, but I know. Personally, like I favored Magic Kingdom. People that work at like studios, like are were diehard studios. But, like people definitely have their preferences of where they wanted to work. <laughs> yeah, no, I I would imagine. Um, yeah, everyone's different. Everyone has their own tastes, and um, cool. So, so what was like? Um, so after training, I mean, well, is there anything about training specifically you'd like to talk about? Because it seems like that training is it, it took a bit longer than like someone else. Because we had another um, person on the show not too long ago, and he said his training was like a week, maybe even less. So, is there anything that stood out in your training that you wanted to, to discuss? Yeah, I mean, I think ours was just longer, just because. Like they literally took us through like the entire sales process and we had to go through like money handling and cause like it wasn't just as simple as like you show up and you say you want your, you want a two day ticket and like me just hand you a two day ticket. Like they wanted us to be upselling and it like really was truly sales. I happen to really like sales. So like I like the sales process. I did pretty well with the sales process and like we most people are handing over like at least a few hundred dollars if not a few thousand dollars on tickets mm-hmm. um so i mean it, it was a little bit boring it's just classroom training and a lot of like role play um a lot of guests that were walking up don't speak english so a lot of like using placemats to like help people understand um you know like we had a lot of people walking up that thought they were like buying tickets to both Disney and like Universal at the same time. So a lot of just like making sure that we understand the product. That's a little surprising. I'm surprised people actually thought they could do that. Oh yeah. I mean, people don't know where they are. When people get to them, maybe when they get to like Animal Kingdom or Epcot, they understand where they are. But when people get to Magic Kingdom, like they think they're just at Disney. Like people at that point just don't understand that Disney is not just like one place. Yeah. Like they at that point like they've just arrived usually and like they have no idea what they've gotten themselves into. Um and it's just like it's just was really overwhelming. And they also like they Disney has to assume that the like some of the people in my position that were going into training like grew up on Disney and knew everything about Disney, but like they also have to assume that they have people in this role that are from another country that have never even been, never even stepped foot in all four parks. And I was kind of like somewhere in between, like I'd been to Disney a few times, but like I essentially didn't really know a lot about the other parks. So we had to be able to answer questions about like, Oh, which park should I take my two year old to? Or like, you know, which, like how long am I going to need to spend at this park? Am I going to need a park hopper? And like, So a decent amount of our training was also like product knowledge because people had a lot of questions when they were coming up, you know, buying tickets and they can't just assume that they hired a bunch of people that know everything about Disney because that wasn't an assumption or a prerequisite to selling tickets at Disney. No, that makes sense. Well, it's good that they didn't, they didn't favor the people that do love Disney uh, and they were able to cater to all the others that don't know Disney. So cool it was a little tedious but yeah okay cool so let's uh let's move on from training um so curious like what was like an average day like for you did you work weird hours or did you have like a steady like nine to five which i doubt but uh yeah what what was like an average day for you 
Um, I actually, our hours were quite nice compared to most. Um, most of our shifts were like 7.30 to 4 or like 8.30 to 4.30 type of situations because the big rush of selling tickets was in the morning. Oh, uh, yeah, um, that makes sense. Okay. And we, um, I think the latest shift coming in, I think the latest was like 10 a.m., maybe noon, but like most, most of, it was like 6.37, 7.38, and like 8.30 were most of the shifts. And then um, they had a good amount of us, a good like six, seven or eight of us go to the park um, in the afternoon. I think at like one, we'd like cash out at 12.30 or 12.45, have lunch, and then we would go and work the day parade um, like in the park as like kind of like overflow to help because at that point like not as it wasn't as busy of people buying tickets but the day parade was really busy and the parade crew like the parade audience control needed extra help from their morning shift that's nice that you got to like kind of get a break from being in a booth all day and going out and maybe interacting with the guests even in in a different way than you were before so yeah that's, that's cool. i really liked it they put all the interns doing that because none of the full-time uh cast members that like were, were status in that role wanted to do it um but yeah I, I agree like I liked it because I got like a little taste of being in the park but I didn't necessarily have to be like out in the heat all day every single day um and I got to meet like all of the cast in another role and it also enabled it so that we were able to actually be trained in another role so we were able to then pick up shifts in the Magic Kingdom um at night so most of the, most days, even though our shifts were like 7.30 to 4.30 or 8, um, like 8.30 to 4.30, something like that, we would usually then just like have a break in our day. I say we because a lot of us would do this together. We would have a, a small break. We would like walk over to the Polynesian, go in the pool, and then we would pick up like a night parade shift. Oh, interesting. Did you do yeah. that often or no? I probably did it like four or five nights a week. Um, some people did it never it just kind of <laughs> well uh, i mean i guess you must have enjoyed it if you were going four or five nights a week then yeah i thought it was kind of fun i mean i didn't mind like i liked the extra money i liked the people that were over there i ended up actually when i my internship finished i ended up um like putting in for a status full-time position on in that area um and like moved up into a different like a higher role on that in that area um so i just i I guess i really liked it (laughs) okay cool um so so working in um as the vacation planner were you able to create uh magical moments for anyone were you able to help out any guests in uh, special ways at all um we were a little bit um more so like if um we were able to like help rectify some situations. Like if a guest really had like purchased a park hopper, not understanding what it was. Um, we like to an extent as like a regular cast member, I didn't necessarily have the clearance to like actually do anything with their ticket to like refund them any sort of money. But depending on the situation, I could like call my coordinator and we could make exceptions to like make either refund the money or like, offer to use that money to like give them another day in a different park or things like that. Um, it really depended on the situation. Um, if someone 
was like trying to maybe upgrade a ticket and there was maybe some sort of issue with the computer and it took an extra like 15, 20 minutes and it, it was not their fault, it was our fault. We were able to give them an extra fast pass to use to make up for their time. So um, little things like that. I was able to make more special moments when I would pick up those shifts like in the park when I was working um, in the operations position, like on the parade route. So so tell me about some of those. What were some of the things that happened uh, during that time? Um, for stuff like that, like I was able to, um, like we had special viewing areas for the parade. So if there was some, um, maybe a family with like a young child and they had like a weird situation that like they got to the parade late or maybe there was like maybe an obnoxious family in front of them and so the children really weren't able to see very well and we could um there was some extra space in like the special viewing area maybe it wasn't booked for the night we were able to fill them um like fill up the area with some nice families or if we noticed someone like for the day parade ended up kind of like the kids were not able to enjoy the parade because maybe someone in front of them was like ruining it for them. We could put their name to be in the special viewing area for like the night parade type of a situation. We could get them like a Mickey bar or popcorn again, if like, like an easy thing, if anytime we saw a child really or an adult, but especially a child, like if they dropped an ice cream or they dropped a popcorn or their balloon pops, like anything like that, that was easy. We didn't even need to go to anyone like a coordinator or manager or anything like that we could literally just go up to the vendor um we like had to follow up with them to make sure they got what they needed to like account for what they had but um that was like super easy to you know put a smile back on someone's face was there anything was there anything that stood out like was there one situation that kind of stood out among all the others um i don't know like thinking back on it i don't know if there's like really one I don't know if there's really one I can think of. Like there was so many like really, really great, nice families that I met that mm-hmm. we were able to do things like that. Um, okay. Yeah, no worries if, if it's all good. I mean, I'm sure you were able to help. I mean, it sounded like you were able to help a lot of families. Uh, and, and I just enjoyed like meeting all the families and like while we were waiting for the parade, like, you know, you have like sometimes like 20, 30 minutes where it's not like you're just standing there talking to one family, but you really a lot of times end up having like 20, 30 minutes that you can really like get into some good conversations, find out where people are from and talk to them about like what they're doing for the week. And because I'd been been down here for so long to really like talk to them about like what their plans were and help them like decide like how to spend their next few days or give them some tips and tricks of like what to do, where to go. Um, See, that's what I like. I love to do. I love I love talking to the cast members and getting their insights on things. I mean, that, essentially, that's why I made the podcast. But uh, when I'm when I'm at the parks, I love being able to talk to the cast members, getting to know them, uh, and yeah, getting getting their insights and like what they might have uh, any tips or anything like that. So, yeah, cool. Um, so so while you weren't working on the internship, um, what was something that you loved to do when you weren't at your post, you weren't working? What's what's something that you just love doing? Um, during I mean, during my internship, I really just worked. Um, and I guess like re- when I first moved down there, I probably spent any time I wasn't working, like exploring the parks um, and like downtown Disney. Um, I really didn't do much exploring offsite. Like went to the beach a little bit. I like I love the beach and you know, I didn't 
I grew up in Pennsylvania, so there wasn't much beach. Um, but I really had just like a great experience. Like the people that I met down here really, I mean, the actually, you know, working at Disney was great, but the people that I met on my program, I think were really what, um, made my experience so good. So if I had a day off, like we would just, you know, go and swim at one of the resorts or honestly on my day off, like even just picking up a shift with some of the people that I met was like, you know, fun in itself. Oh, nice. Well, I mean, it, I guess that is a, something, something that you did love doing when you weren't at, as a vacation planner. I mean, you, like you said, you were working four or five nights a week doing something that you loved. So, uh, I mean, that definitely counts. So, yeah, um, cool. So where's, was there like a, um, it, this doesn't have to be a magical moment, but was there like a standout memory that you had there? That's something that like you just won't ever forget during that time. Um, I'm trying to think something like it definitely would have been something that like the group of us did. Um, we did like the hoop doo review as a big group, which was really fun. Um, over at Fort Wilderness, we, um, we did New Year's at Epcot, which was really fun. I heard New Year's at Epcot is amazing. Like that's the place to be on New Year's and not at Magic Kingdom. Um, uh, we did the, um, on the 30th, actually I went, this was actually just with one other friend. I think everyone else was working. Um, but we went and watched the fireworks on the 30th from the, um, California Grill. Oh yeah, nice. Which is nice. really awesome. Yeah. Um, I I did that one night for we watched the Halloween or yeah the Hollow Wishes one night. It's, yeah, it's a great view up there. Yeah, it's really great. Um, and yeah, then we and the reason even we probably all would have worked the holidays, but because we were vacation planners, because we met a lot of people in other areas too. Most people worked like New Year's and whatnot, but because we were vacation planners and we had such early shifts you couldn't work and put yourself like into double time, which means there's less than eight hours in your shift between your shifts. And all of us worked at like six in the morning on New Year's day. So we went to Epcot and then we all, I think like three or four of us slept in my car in the magic kingdom parking lot. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. And then went to work at like six in the morning on New Year's day. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, so probably little things like that, like we did, um, like we were all away from our families for all, like all of the holidays that yeah, year. Yeah, that's gotta be tough. Like, big, like Friendsgiving, um, which was really great. Um, I think we did a big thing for Christmas. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Cool. All right. Sounds good. Well, we have about um, like 10, 10 minutes left on the podcast and uh, you had said that after the college program, you actually uh, continued working for Disney. So um, <laughs> kind of quickly, like what happened after the internship? Um, so pretty much everyone that I met, like they all decided to leave and, you know, just go back home. Um, but I wasn't quite ready to... I, I didn't, I just, I wasn't quite ready to leave. So I extended my internship and actually I was an intern for a full year, um, as a vacation planner. And then, um, I decided to put in for like a full-time status position, 
um, on Main Street, which is, is that like parade audience control position that I talked about. Um, so they do like the street positions, which is what I did as a vacation planner. But then um, they also handle all of like the special events, like the grad night, which I don't think they do anymore. And like the night of joy and um, like 4th of July, New Year's Eve, like all of the like handling like the crowds for all of those type of events. Um, and like the train and the town square theater, all of that sort of thing. Um, so I started working there full time. Um, I got to drive the train for, for about a year, which was really, really cool. Oh, that's I think exciting. That was the coolest job I ever did <laughs> anywhere. Yeah. I mean, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, like I think to till the day I die, that'll probably be the coolest job I'll, I'll ever do. Wow. Um, not many people, like how many people can say they drove a steam train? <laughs> I mean, not many. There's not a lot of them left in the world. So, yeah. Um, um, which, and that's probably the, I'm not like a big Disney, like, you know, take, put Walt in my grave when I died type of like, <laughs> you know, freak fan. Like a lot of people are, I mean, I have a, a very deep appreciation for Disney. Um, like I still live in Orlando, but, um, like I have definitely a much bigger appreciation for it since like working on the trains and like all the history that I know about now. Um, so that's probably my favorite job that I ever did. Yeah. I mean, the trains, the trains were pretty much Walt's baby. I mean, he wanted those train, those steam trains and the parks. I mean, he grew up with them and yeah, it's, yeah, that's kind of cool that you were able to, that, well, I mean, that's really cool that you were able to, to drive them. Yeah. And we met so, so many people come to the parks and have such like, are such fans of the trains. And so, so many times we got to meet so many like young kids and like, it was a lot of times like young boys and their fathers who like were just such fans and like wanted to come and like shake our hands or get pictures with us and like see the steam engine. And so that was like probably one of the cool, that was definitely the coolest job I, I did in the five years I worked there or four years I worked there. Um, but so, and then after that, I um, I worked in one of the resorts for a year or so. Um, one year I did spring training um, at the Wide World of Sports for uh, about three months. Um, and then the last role that I did was guest relations back at Magic Kingdom. Oh, nice. So you circled all the way back. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, that's when I decided to move on. Cool. So, I mean, you had a pretty extensive, uh, uh, what do you want to call it? Extensive stay there at Disney. Um, yeah. so nice. So was, so you don't have to tell me what you're doing now, but like, was, was all of that experience able to help you move on to, um, something maybe better that you're, you're very happy about now? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like it gave me sales experience. It gave me like a ton of like working at Disney. I mean, depending on the jobs that you get, but working like on the main line, like in front of guests like that gives you like a sense of confidence that I don't think most jobs will give you. Um, I don't think there's many companies that give you as good of like customer service training that working for Disney, that working for Disney will give you. Um, so, I mean, I, I think still, I probably bring Disney into my job on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can't see any other company having a better customer service than than Disney. I mean, they they go above and beyond, and it, it truly does show. 
Yeah. Um, do you still, so since you live in Orlando, I assume you still have like an annual pass and you go frequently or, or no? Um, I don't, I've never had an annual pass. Um, one of my best friends is still, has always been a manager. Um, and I, I still have a few, a few friends that work there. Um, so if I ever want to go, it's usually him dragging me there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, okay. Yeah. I, I probably go like once a month. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Well, so is there, before I ask my last question, is there anything else about your time working there that you want to share that you might not have hit on? Um, I don't think so. No. Okay. No worries. Um, cool. So, so for my last question, I always ask this as my last question. Um, what, you, what's your favorite background music that's throughout Disney? Uh, like, what's the your favorite background loop, song, whatever it might be? Because what I like to do is I kind of like to play the music uh, behind the episode um, as we're as we're chatting. Probably just the Magic Kingdom background music. Like the at the like the entrance. Yeah, at the entrance. Okay, yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite loops because it it, ha- it touches everything. Uh, you got the Splash Mountain theme, the Pirates theme. It's got everything in there. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Well, Lita, it's been uh, a pleasure chatting with you. I hope you had some fun today at least. Yeah, definitely. Nice. Cool. Well, if you ever want to share more about the – because you had a lot of time working uh, at the, the parks, working as the, the train operator. If there's experiences you want to share there, uh, you're always welcome back on the show if you want to discuss some more. Yeah, thanks. All right, no problem. All right, well, I hope you have a great Christmas and uh, or happy holidays, and uh, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode, Lita. It was such a pleasure speaking with you. And I'm again, I'm very jealous of your position as a uh, train conductor for the uh, Walt Disney World Railroad. Uh, I mean, that's that's really cool. That's something that's something special. So, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. And if you are listening to the show and you were a previous cast member that either worked at Disney World, Disneyland, or even if you've worked at one of the parks over in uh, Europe or at Disneyland Paris, Tokyo Disneyland, Hong Kong, Shanghai, or wherever, if, if you were a previous cast member and would like to talk about your experiences, please reach out to me and we'll, we'll put you on the show. So there's several ways that you can contact me. Uh, you can, the easiest way is just by going to excesspresspodcast.com and there on the website there are several ways you can contact us on either social media or there's even a contact contact form right on the show uh, if you want you can follow us at on social media you can find us at excess press podcast on instagram twitter and facebook uh, if you want, you can also contact us through email. There is our, our email is excesspresspodcast uh, at gmail.com. If you have any questions, concerns, comments about the show, uh, you can let us know there. 
Uh, and again, if you're not subscribing to the show, make sure you guys uh, you guys are doing that. It would really help out the podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Anchor, iTunes, uh, or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, and many other major platforms for podcasts. Um, so yeah, so uh, that's going to wrap it up for another episode. But uh, thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the XS Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.